It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. I got asked again about retrospectives. Now, this seems to be one of the hottest topics on the Daily Scrum. People just always, or Daily Stand-Up Podcast, people always want to know about retrospectives and how to effectively do them and what are some tips and tricks. So I thought that I would give you maybe a top five list. So these are the five things that must happen at every retrospective. So pretty straightforward, right? I don't think you get more straightforward than that. Number one, set the stage. Make sure that people who are in the meeting understand the directive and goal for the meeting, that it's a safe environment, that we're all there to effectively talk about you know, factual information regarding what happened. And we want to make sure that we're clear that you know, the actions are there to improve the team. And regardless of what we discover, we are going to learn to understand and believe that everyone did the best job that they could. So it's not about singling people out. It's about figuring out whether we did all that we could to make it work. Uh, you also want to take time while you're setting the stage to keep it relaxed, keep it funny. Uh, you can you can do something where you have a quick two or three minute game or you know, ask everybody to draw an emoji face that uh, represents how they're feeling. You know, it, it's just you can do something silly to let everyone know that, hey, it's not intended to be strictly business. And uh, while you're setting stage, you can also make sure that uh, everyone is literally dialed in or tuned in. Uh, make sure that people are all connected during the event, that they're not dialing in from a remote place. And, you know, you might be able to ask the team to... Define what happened last sprint with an image that they draw or define what happened in the last sprint with three words and then give each of them two minutes to talk about what they drew. This is just a great way to make sure everybody's dialed in to why we're there and setting the stage. Step two is to make sure you take moments to evaluate your goal from last time, evaluate last actions. So if you set a goal last time, it's important for us to look at what the goal was last time and whether or not we worked towards that goal and how we did. Um, I think that great retrospectives always have clear actions. However, sometimes defining the action isn't enough. You have to evaluate whether you did it, right? So if the team finds itself constantly skipping actions, they're going to start to really feel like this meeting is less and less valuable. So you want to make sure they can do that. All right, step number three is to make sure you generate insights. So the truth is everyone on the team sees the last sprint from a different perspective. Somebody might say, oh, that was the best sprint ever. And somebody else might say, I've never struggled so, so, hard, so much before in my life, right? So you want to make sure you're getting everyone's perspective. And this is the longest of all the steps right here. Um, sometimes I'll ask people to create a timeline. Uh, we'll draw a matrix with an x-axis and a y-axis where x represents the time and y represents our mood. Other times you could play a game like the sailboat game. Or you could do things like keep, drop, improve, start. One of my favorites is the four quadrants with tell me one thing that brought you joy last sprint. Tell me one thing that made you feel anxious. Tell me one thing that uh, that you wish you could improve as a team. And then tell me one thing that or one person that you want to award uh, the bouquet to for kudos. I think that this is probably the meat and potatoes of the retrospective part three. Uh, so part four or the fourth thing is to define actions. We need to find a way to define what we're going to do. Action items. You could do this with affinity clustering, prioritizing things, just having open discussion. But you need to pick the one or two things that you have to measure against to show that you're making progress in your next iteration. 
Then finally, make sure you close the retrospective formally. Uh, or some people call this tune out, where you're officially giving kudos, learning what everyone's takeaway was, instilling confidence in the team, providing them with some meaningful feedback, you know, uh, getting an MPS score from the team, you know, net promoter score. It's just, you know, asking them how happy they were on a scale of one to five. And, you know, uh, did they feel like this retrospective added value? And I think that if you're constantly checking the pulse of the team, with these five steps, you can make your retrospective super duper effective. So I hope that was helpful for you. Keep it nice and short today. If you have a question about retrospectives or any other topic, feel free to learn or reach out to us at learn more at agiledad.com. We'd love to cover your topic. As always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friend. Until next time, do take care.